When you're knocked from a peak to a valley, your perspective changes. Hey, I want to tell you about someone who's one of the favorite people I have in my life and has meant the world to me as I've watched what they've done, how they've grown. She owns Epperly Travel. It's a luxury travel company that you would enjoy. Debbie and I use it on a regular basis. And by the way, it is without a doubt the best way. You'll never want to travel with anybody else again. And so I want you to welcome today my friend and our guest, Lindsay Epperly Sellex. Lindsay, welcome. Thank you so much, Pastor Bill and Miss Debbie. I'm so excited to be here to chat with you today. Well, we're looking forward to it. I asked Debbie a few minutes ago, I said, guess who I'm doing the podcast with? And she said, oh, I'm going to be there. So I've got my other half, so I'm surrounded by two gorgeous women, <laughs> smart women. So I may wind up just sitting back and letting y'all do the talking. But uh, uh, thank you for, for being our guest and uh, look forward to talking to you today and learning a lot. And uh, let me just ask you a couple of questions right off the bat. When I look at you, you're beautiful inside and out. You came from a, fa a fabulous family. I mean, I, you got the best mom and dad ever. Uh, you, you, you've done well in business. Everybody that knows you loves you. And, um, and the fact is, is now that you're a successful business lady, we want to go back to the beginning and ask you, tell me about your, your start. Where did Lindsay, what was her life like and goals and dreams and how she got to where she is today? Yeah, oh my gosh, thank you for saying all of that. I, it, it brings tears to my eyes. It's very, very humbling because I would not be where I am without my start and without those fabulous parents. Yes. Um, honestly, where I got my start was born and raised in Columbus, and uh, and my dad owned a successful chain of, chain of tire stores. Yes. So every night at dinner time, I actually call this my dinner time MBA because I never got an official MBA, but I learned from him on entrepreneurship and ethics and business. And then I would learn from my mom who also in a way was a business owner. She would do cakes out of the house. Oh, yeah. And uh, you know, and I would learn from her on like the personal and the relationship side of things. And they both just poured so much into me from a character standpoint. Right. And that was all fueled very much by faith. So it was it was always known where the values and where the character is actually stemming from mm -hmm. is the faith that we share as a family. Yeah. So yeah. They were just an amazingly encouraging parents. I'm an only child, so I got, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. just poured right into. Yeah, and coming up, you know, I, I just looked at you. You were never one of those girls, even as a young girl, that was desperate just to find a guy. You were never off track and going in other directions. You just always seemed to kind of know the plan and where you were going. You just always had your, your head level and your feet on the ground and just doing fabulous. What was that like as a teenager? Did you always just have a single focused mind? No, I, I appreciate you saying that. That means I didn't put too much on social media, which is good. <laughs> I never want that regret. No, no. That's yeah. no, my mom actually one time told me, Lindsay, if you would run your personal life like you run your business life, you'd be great. Oh. So I only had that when it came to business. I really mm -hmm. under, I had a good business mind, even though I didn't really recognize it. My dad recognized it and very much would compliment me on it and help mm -hmm. me hone it. Right. Um, I was an English major, so I yeah. didn't, you know, going into college, I loved writing. I still uh -huh. love writing. It was my first passion. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know. I didn't know for sure what I was going to do in business. But mm -hmm. I knew, as though it was part of my DNA, that I was going to be in business. I was going mm -hmm. to be a business owner. Mm -hmm. um, for some time, I thought that might even mean taking over my dad's tire stores. Mm -hmm. But he very much encouraged me. Both my parents said, I, "I'm very appreciative of this to kind of find my own path." Mm -hmm. And um, and as soon as I wound up kind of stumbling into the travel industry, I actually say it found me. Uh -huh. That's when that singular focus just kicked into overdrive. 
So the personal yeah. life still took a little bit right. longer, but uh, but thankfully that character that they rooted in me was was what kind of kept me coming back to my roots. Yeah, and, and you know what's funny? I, you're writing. When you mentioned that, you, I, I've read some things you've you've written, and you're a fantastic writer. I mean, literally, you could write a book. It, it, I, I was reading something you said one time, and I wasn't interested in doing it to start with, but by the time I got through reading it, I said, I gotta go to that place, so listen to this. And, and it's just the way you work, you're fabulous there. When I mentioned a moment ago about luxury travel, um, I did not know what luxury travel was until we met Lindsay, and uh, and it spoils you. Oh, it does. Uh, it, it's, you have been, and I, I, I know maybe one or two people that have been to a lot of places, you've been to so many and a lot of exotic places luxury places i just asked bill i said i know we're going to ask her where she's been what some of her favorite places she's went to i want to know where has she not been to because yeah. <laughs> yeah. there's not many places are there no, places, right? no there's so many places still to explore i will tell you my baby moon to scotland got canceled because of the pandemic so mm -hmm. that's like top of my list right now right right yeah. Now, where are some of the prettiest places you've been? Oh, my gosh. I have been so fortunate in this job. And the fact is, I actually stumbled into the job while I was still in college. So mm -hmm. it was very funny. My very first FAM trip, their, their familiarization trips, as they're called in the industry. These are educationals where a group of advisors will go to a destination to learn it. Uh -huh. My very first FAM trip occurred over spring break, and it was to Tahiti. Oh. So everyone else is spring breaking in Panama City as college students <laughs> on a budget, and I'm staying at the St. Regis Bora Bora. <laughs> and I'm going, someone's going to knock on my door and drag me out of here. This can't be me. Wow. This can't be my job. That's on so our bucket list. It, yeah, yeah, I got to see how the other half vacationed, yeah. even though that was not my normal yeah. lifestyle. Gosh. And I mean, man, the job has just afforded me a really cool uh, gift of experience the whole world. Yeah, you have learned. I would think that it's an education like you couldn't buy. I mean, you, you've been in other cultures. You've been in all over the globe. Now, is there ever a problem with, uh, with the language? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I, I speak... Un peu de français, and that's not enough to get me around. So and I don't know, that French minor that that's I thought it. I was going to get in college never came yeah. through. So I am very lucky that we specialize in four and five star uh, getaways, which mm -hmm. oftentimes means you have a private guide or oh. at least a group guide of some sort. So it's very rare that I've been in a tricky situation where I haven't been able to get around. Mm -hmm. um, but I also think the more you travel, the savvier you become. So you just, when you learn to pick up cues, even if you don't speak the language. So I'm, I'm not intimidated at all to go to a completely different country that is a completely different language. That That's no longer a barrier to me. Wow, wow. that is so cool. That and, and, and you know, when I look at the travel part and think about what you do, see, because I travel with a wonderful lady here that when we travel, there's five suitcases, two of them are with shoes, and the other three may have clothes. And, uh, and we've often laughed at it. We said, I wonder how Lindsay travels. How how do you travel? How many bags do you have? Oh my goodness, I have got it down to a science. And I didn't think, Miss Debbie, it's possible. If it's possible for me, it's possible for you. So I can teach you one day if you need me to. Well, but, I took step uh, one. I did buy the bag you told me to buy. Oh, and I'm learning. I bought the small to me bag yes. and I've just got to master it. <laughs> I haven't yet, but I'm on my way. Yeah. The trick is like colors. So if you pick one color scheme, you know, if, if black is your neutral, then you, you do your black shoes, your black skirt, and then there are tops that go with it or whatever it is. But if you're trying to match black and brown and navy and what, like, that's when you that's when you wind up with too many gloves. Oh, wow. Now, and what that I different now that I have a child, though. I was oh, just about to say, now, are you, has she got her own little passport yet? 
She does have her own band. I knew it. I knew it. Such an important part of, of who our family is, my, myself and my husband, Jeremy, um, we both were avid travelers even before we met. And, and I, I don't know if you guys actually know this. You, he works in the business now. So yes. I knew he worked in it. And that was, was that how y'all met? No, no. So we actually met in college. We were mm-hmm. friends for six years. And then um, he made a move. And yeah. I was receptive. So, <laughs> so he quit his job in finance. Uh-huh. Uh, the week that we got married in order to come to Everly Travel and work as our operations and finance guy. Wow. So think about this in 2020 when something like a pandemic hits and you have all eggs in one basket yeah. business-wise. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I hope we go there with some of the questions today because yeah, that was such a test of faith and such yeah. a test of a marriage and we are so much better off because of it. I would think. And you've been, okay, let's go back. You've been married how long now? Three years this July. Yep, gosh. And, and so, and, and Jeremy's a fantastic guy. I mean, y'all look good together. And Thank so, you. You really do. And, uh, and and then to come along with a beautiful little girl, that's just all the better. But uh, uh, so you start off with a family, with a great husband. I just look at how God's blessed your life, Lindsay, and I say, you know, there's a scripture that says, he has drawn my boundaries in pleasant places. And that's kind of what it looks like. You know, we, we say that often about our life. We say he's drawn our boundaries in those pleasant places. And so we appreciate that. Let, let's talk about that. When you go, when you went into business to start with, the economy was pretty good and all that. Is that right? And so you just grabbed You had to learn a lot as you went. But but all I knew was upward trajectory every year. And this would this was blowing my accountant's mind, too. I would come and say, what do I owe in taxes? And it would just be. Double, double, double. Yeah. Unfortunately, what I owed in taxes, but right. that also meant the, uh, you know, the yeah, income right. the business income. was just—it yeah. was so blessed. And um, and I do owe a lot of that to tithing too. Mm-hmm. I think uh, that was something I was raised as part of my basis. My dad was just a big believer in yeah. it, and yeah. so it never was a question for me or for for Jeremy and myself to actually what income we were making off mm-hmm. of the business to give that back. And I always felt that that was. Um, that was God's favor, yeah. you know, coming back tenfold. Yeah. All right, now let me ask you this. When COVID hit, and you've got all these people you've been making plans for, probably some of them maybe a year in advance or so, how did that affect you? What did what did that do? That was um, leveling. Mm. I mean, there, there's not a word, I don't think, that could describe exactly how it felt so so imagine this it's it's like march 12th and and we in the industry had known about covid for a while because it was affecting our italy and our china business and that's where you know started Mm -hmm. and um and march 12th and we're getting the news that the european union is shutting down and then it's the whole united states is shutting down and and i mean it was just like there's no other feeling and i was five months pregnant too so that you know all eggs in one basket and you've got a baby on the way And um, we had just gone into escrow on a home, even. And so it was just, it was mind-blowing. So it was a weekend that I was actually away with my parents. Mm-hmm. And and I remember just sitting on the couch bawling to them. Like, I, you know, this this was not part of the plan, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And I picked myself up and went and took a bath so I could kind of clear my head. And by the time I came out, I had a plan for what I wanted Epperly Travel to do mm-hmm. to give back to our travel industry and our community. Mm-hmm. And I very clearly felt God called during that time, mm-hmm. you need to be a beacon. This is a really dark time that your industry is going in. Yeah. Everything else is out of your control. It's mm-hmm. time to actually shine a light. So so we created a program from that. Actually, this makes me so emotional. Yeah, yeah. We created a program from that that has gotten us to where we are today, which is 
over double what we would have done in 2019. Yeah. We're, we're on track for that. I mean, it really, within the course of a year, and it's almost a year to the day, God turned those circumstances around. And and I think it's because we, we yeah. call it calling on yeah. being a beacon. So what did your program involve? Yeah, so we created a program called Nourish. And the idea was, you know, this industry has never been hit with any sort of anything like this. People used to say 9-11 was the worst thing that happened to travel. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it certainly was, but now the pandemic was another beast entirely. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so Nourish was essentially, we opened up our community at Epperly Travel, the, the meetings that we were having, the conversations we were having, and we let anyone sit in on those and come and participate. So advisors and owners and team leaders from all over the US and actually mm-hmm. some even in Europe would attend these meetings and we just collaborated together mm-hmm. because it was community over competition, especially during that time. Mm-hmm. And um, and we just ran it for a couple of months and actually we shut it down the week before Mila got here, thankfully, because she was <laughs> a month early. And, <laughs> yes. Um, yes. and from that basis, we still get people talking about, hey, we learned so much from that, you know, and, and we were actually able to build upon what Jeremy and I learned as business owners from mm-hmm. that to create a program that the program that's really gotten us to where we're at now yeah. when I mentioned we're, we're doing double what we would have done um, that always stemmed from that that instance well wow. incredible that's blessing so especially and it, and it really you think about the the travel in industry that probably of all the industries that one got affected a whole lot oh, and probably so, as much as the airlines I mean yeah. right there up there yeah. with it yeah I've known some gym owners and all that that shut down but they got back up or found other ways but in your industry that one's that would really be a hit From a business perspective and a leadership perspective, it was kind of a call to step up higher than I ever thought we would be called to. And so the decisions we had to make there financially, we actually, we walked away from the house because we didn't know how long this was going to last. And we took care of our employees. Mm -hmm. We didn't want to be in a nice new home and have let go our entire staff. Like it was, it was conversations about people and relationships and what's going to matter in the long run. Yeah. And um, and I that's just it's paying off in dividends for everyone involved. Yeah, you always took care of your people. I mean, you mm-hmm. you took care of both the clients that were that were getting their travel plans, but you took care of the team that was employed helping to put them together. You, you we remember when I when I first did my book mm-hmm. and we were out in California, and I came into the hotel room and there was this you'd already arranged the room for us, but I came in and there was cookies on the table. In the in the design of the front cover of a book, make a break for it, yeah. cookies. It was the coolest thing ever, and I I thought only Lindsay. I'm telling you, the girl, you 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 know how to do that, and then some to add that excellence to it, and that's kind of been your philosophy. Tell me about that. How do you take? What's your mindset toward your clients and your customers? Yeah, yeah. Thank you for asking that because I I've really looked at what Chick Fil A does, and I've mm-hmm. always said I, I want us to be the Chick Fil A of the travel industry. Mm-hmm. So. So when you serve your team, your team's going to serve your clients. When they're taken care of, your clients will be taken care of. So we consider our team just as much our clients as right. our actual end user. Right. So for us, our, our mentality is kind of that, that bottom-up pyramid of how can we serve, make sure everyone is being you know fulfilled. They're, of course, doing the job that they're hired to do and called to excellence. But um, mm-hmm. ultimately, at the end of the day, it's more about the human touch and the relationship that we have both with our team and with our clients. Mm-hmm. It's an extremely relationship-based business. Yeah, and you can feel it. You, you can feel it, but it, it picks up your heart. You know, they say if a leader's been in a place over three to four years, suddenly the people working around them pick up their heart and their values, 
And so you can see it in your folks. And what is that saying you used to say, Lindsay? I think we talked about it several years ago. Um, it was when you first were kind of taking over everything and becoming, you know, the CEO. And it was something about from the start to the end. And I can't remember it, but it's like something about shutting the door or closing the door. Basically, it was, we're just not going to, this is what you've always done for Bill and I. And I know for everybody we're else, too. The doorstep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Doorstep, doorstep. So to this day, even though, you know, you, you know, you have employees now that take care of the essentials of planning your trip and all that. But to this day, you know, there's such a reflection of you um, because we still will we'll go on a trip, you know, pre-COVID. And we will always get an email from one of the girls, which they're all awesome. And um, they'll say, hey, Miss Debbie, how did your trip go? Will you tell us about it? Did you have a good time? Um, there was always a personal touch. There's always, like Bill said, the make or break port cookies. Uh, one time we went in our, our hotel room in Hawaii, and I don't know to this day how you did it, but there was a huge family picture that. of all our kids. Yeah. And there's always just some type of a personal touch, even if it's a business trip. If we went on a business trip, there's something personal there. And I just think it's not just that you – sell the package you service the person all the way through or the family and then check up on them mm -hmm. and i'm just so impressed by that yeah. Yeah. It, yeah it really is part of our core philosophy it's it's so relationship and if we didn't if we didn't build a relationship with you we mm -hmm. wouldn't know what you valued so we wouldn't know to put the book and right. on cookies you know so it's it you almost don't even notice this but we're kind of taking notes as we're having these conversations when we're planning your trips uh -huh. and we're picking up on all right he's got a book coming out or they just took a great family photo well you know yeah. like it's, it's all right scout or find out how we can get uh -huh. that so we're always we're playing a little bit secret agent yeah <laughs> well, well it's, yeah it's, it's noticed and really appreciated and well, we recently what? just went to florida for a couple of days for bill's birthday and you know, we were thrilled. Yes, it is packed, and there's so many people. But on the other hand, we were so happy to see people out, to see people yeah. out and enjoying life. I said, you know, people want to get out of the house now. But, you know, I just can't even imagine the travel, wanting to fly places. Yeah. You know what? It, it does make you – I heard this awesome quote the other day that uh, when you're knocked from a peak to a valley – your perspective changes. And mm -hmm. I think that that's all of us, not just the travel world, but you know, no one was unaffected by 2020. And so exactly what you're saying, I don't want to miss a beat of the reopening of things, you mm -hmm. know, like don't take for granted that people are able to meet together yes. again and people are able to get on a plane again. Like it, it really does make you so much more grateful for yes. what we thought were given beforehand. That's right. Yes. Thank you so much for watching this episode of the BP Leadership Podcast. Now, if you enjoyed this episode and all of our other ones, we need you to do a few things for us. We need you to subscribe to the channel if you have not already. We need you to like these episodes, comment on these episodes, and share them with a friend. We want the world to see the incredible content that Bill Purpose is consistently pushing out right here on this platform BP Leadership Podcast. So make sure you do that if you haven't subscribed already, whether that's on YouTube or all of our awesome audio platforms that we're listed on so that everybody can hear this. So make sure you like, you comment, you subscribe, and you share the BP Leadership Podcast.